Hey guys, welcome back to Mommyhood Redeemed. If you can believe it, this is our last podcast of 2018, and I cannot believe that 2019 is almost here. I know, I cannot either. It seems like just yesterday we were walking into 2018, and here we are at the end of December. So we thought that it would be a good time to reflect on what the Lord has done in our own hearts this year. And to share a little bit about what our hopes and our prayers are for this upcoming year. So many of you are probably familiar with Jonathan Edwards. And if not, he has a list of a bunch of resolutions that he made. And they're so encouraging, very convicting, and just inspiring. So we wanted to share a few of his resolutions and hopes to spur you on. And just to pursuing holiness this year with more zeal and fervor than ever before. But first, on a more personal note, we're going to share a little bit about what God has done in our own hearts and lives this year. Yes. And so 2018 has been a year of waiting for our family, <laughs> waiting <laughs> on very big life-changing things and waiting on somewhat seemingly insignificant ones as well. And it seems like a normal thing to wait, right? But if we really stop and think about it in this generation, waiting is not something any of us do well. Um, we want everything now and quickly, and we just don't want to wait. And in this day and age, technology actually feeds that impatience because we can get most things right away. So when we do have to wait, we don't do it graciously. And <laughs> the Lord has worked a lot to sanctify me through waiting this year. And one quote that I read that I really love about waiting comes from Anitha Risner in her article uh, on desiringgod.com. And she says, waiting is not just about what I get at the end of the wait, but about who I become as I wait. And you guys, when I get frustrated and patient and weary, I tend to realize God lifts my eyes up and shows me that my trust is in the promises of God, not in the God who makes those promises. And that's one thing he's taught me. My eyes were not on the right goal. Our trust in waiting must be in the Lord himself, not what God can do for us. And we can't cling to an outcome because that's not God. We must cling to the Lord, the one who's sovereign over our lives, hearts, and minds. And I've been remi- been reminded of this this year that my perspective is not eternal. It's finite, but God's is eternal and finite. He knows, he knows the future. He knows where you're going to be and what you've already done. He's so good in the waiting. Amen. That is so true and so encouraging. And so for our family and me personally, this year has been full of making some really big decisions and just seeking God's will and knowing what God's will for our family is. Um, My husband and I have prayerfully had to lay a handful of really life-altering decisions on the table of the Lord and just seek wisdom and counsel and his guidance as we just prayerfully made these decisions together. And for me, this is not an easy thing to make big decisions. I guess um, being a type A planner type, you would think that I would actually be a fan of making big decisions, but I'm more into making small decisions every day. (laughs) Uh, Making big decisions is something that I really struggle with. The ones that are life-changing and permanent. I remember 
um, being a teenager and always asking my dad if he could just tell me what to do in a certain situation because I didn't want to make it. I was so scared that I was going to make the wrong one or that it wasn't going to be what God's will was. Like I was trying to find this mysterious will. I remember even thinking, God, could you just write in the sky what I need to do and I'll do it. Like I will do it. I just want to know. I want you just to tell me verbally or audibly and well, that's not the way God works. So the Lord has just grown me so much in this area, um, even through marriage, as he's reminded me um, just to continually be submissive to my husband and to trust that ultimately God is leading our family. And when I'm obedient in submitting to my husband, I'm being obedient to the Lord and that he's the one ultimately leading and that he is in control of all things. Just like Lauren talked about, nothing is going to happen apart from his sovereign good plan and control. And we can trust that we can trust that he knows the future that he is at work in every little detail and that when we're obedient to his calling and his leading in our lives, there's blessing. And I'm not talking about, you know, necessarily a physical blessing, but spiritual blessing. Mm -hmm. I was listening to a sermon a while back from John MacArthur and he was talking about this idea of knowing God's will for your life. And, you know, the part of God's will that isn't specifically written out, in scripture, like, who am I supposed to marry? How many kids am I supposed to have? Where am I supposed to move? What size house am I supposed to buy? All these things. And yet these things are really life altering. And he talked about how there is a lot in scripture that is actually evident as to what God's will is. Um, being saved, he desires that all would be saved, being sanctified, um, growing in our holiness, being spirit filled, which is yielding yourself to the control of the Holy Spirit in your life, being submissive and it, not submissive just to God, but also being submissive to, to man, to the governing authority that we have. And then being suffering, which is not talking about necessarily suffering, you know, in having suffering in your life, like an illness or something like that, but suffering for the gospel's sake, when you're going out into the world and being faithful and bold for Christ, you're going to suffer like he did. And I would highly recommend listening to the sermon. Um, we'll have to link it, but all that to say, you can know what God's will is in those areas of your life. And when you're passionately pursuing him and being obedient to those things, you really can trust that God's going to fulfill the desires of your heart and he's going to lead you and give you wisdom when making those big choices. So all that to say, the Lord has taught me a lot about trusting him this year, um, submitting to my husband and trusting his leading, casting my anxiety and my fear on him and taking one day at a time, trusting that his plan for my life and our family's life is good and perfect. And then kind of just along the same lines, I've also learned a lot about um, an area of my life this, that is continually being something that the Lord has to refine me in, which is just control and trusting and depending on the Lord. I like to control things. I like to have control over everything because it gives me some sort of, I guess, contentment or assurance. It's totally not godly. And, you know, having four small kids, um, homeschooling a couple of them and making these life-altering decisions with my husband, I've really just come to realize more and more how not in control I actually am. And there's mm -hmm. actually a comfort to that. If I was the one that was in control of everything, it really is a burden. If it was up to me to save my kids, mm -hmm. how burdensome is that? Thank God that I'm not. And although he uses me for things, I'm just the means that he's using. And again, mm -hmm. if I'm in control of my family's plan for our life, well, probably wouldn't be so great. So 
there's comfort in his control. And it's definitely just a precious truth and lesson to be learned time and time again, that his sovereign good and perfect plan is always going to prevail. And we can rest in knowing that he is a good father. Oh, that's so good. It's so true. And so let's look back to Jonathan Edwards. And here are two of his resolutions that I think can both encourage us and exhort us in our own walks with the Lord this year and more specifically in motherhood. So here's, here's the first one resolved never to lose one moment of time, but improve it the most profitable way I possibly can. So time management, right? (laughs) I think we can all relate and agree as mamas that the struggle is real with this one. There are so many things vying for our attention some more profitable than others, but I can be the first to admit that it is easy to choose to waste time on social media, entertainment, selfish things too, but other, other things rather than choosing to spend my time investing in things that do matter. And we're not talking about any of those things being wrong in and of themselves, except for the selfishness part that, um, But enjoying the good gifts of the Lord has given us resting and taking time for ourselves is okay. It's even good, but we need to check our heart motive in it and make sure that we are doing all to the glory of God. And we should, as Edward says, always be looking for ways to improve the use of our time. Well, it means spending more time in the word, serving our families, playing with our kids, praying, serving others, and the list goes on. Let us strive to do as Ephesians 5:16 says redeeming the time making the most of every opportunity for the days are evil yes that is something that i definitely struggle with and want to do better on this upcoming year and the other resolution that we wanted to share you with uh, from Jonathan Edwards before we are going to share our own aspirations for this upcoming year is Resolve to examine carefully and constantly what that one thing in me is, which causes me in the least to doubt the love of God and to direct all my forces against it. I saw this one and it, it's just so powerful for us to strive to walk in holiness and to honor God in our mothering that I think we often can find ourselves discouraged and defeated on a lot of days. We can feel like we're failures as a mom. And yet we have to stop and remember where our ultimate identity lies. We are Christ and he is ours. And that is such a joy. And we can rest in his sovereign goodness and his perfect care. And in the fact that he is able to equip us for every good work because he called us to do it. And we can be confident that he's working in our mothering, even when we do fail, because he is, he's working in us because he loves us. Yes. It's good for us to be identifying and killing the sin in our lives and to be striving to pursue holiness in our lives, but we can't stop there. We have to strive to put our self-doubt and our pride and our pity aside and to find joy and hope and confidence in the gospel and what it means for us. For God so loved you that he sent his only son for you. Don't ever doubt his love or his care for you or his work in your life and in your mothering. If you're his, he's there and he's working every small detail. Ephesians 3, 17 to 20 says, And I pray that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have power together with all the saints to comprehend the length and width and height and depth of his love and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, 
that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do infinitely more than all that we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. Amen. I love that verse. Um, So let's touch on a couple of our own personal goals for this year. Um, Maybe they'll be encouraging to you guys. We pray. Um, So we, as our family might possibly we're praying and waiting for God's lead, be embarking down the homeschooling route for our kiddos. And so this year, my prayer goal would be to follow the Lord's lead. However, that may look, whether it is homeschooling and diving straight in or keeping them in a public school where they are now. Um, We so far have felt the Lord leading us towards homeschooling. And I've been praying the verse, um, now may the God of peace, who through the blood of the eternal covenant brought back from the dead, our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, equip you with everything good for doing his will. And may he work in us that is what is pleasing to him through Christ Jesus, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Which is Hebrews 13, 20 through 21. Um, And so we are just praying that he would lead us and that our hearts would be his will or that he would change our hearts to be his will. Um, And then one personal and more, even more practical goal, um, something that I have been struggling with for a long time now is literally just getting down and playing with my kids on the floor. Um, For some reason, I struggle with this and I think it's just plain selfishness. I'd rather clean or read or spend time doing, you know, quote unquote, more important things when all my sweet babies want is for me to get down on the floor with them and play and put away selfishness. Well, I think we have the same goals, kind of. (laughs) So um, for me this year, I was just trying to think about, okay, what are, obviously we have lots of goals, but um, we too have some, like I was talking about this year with the Lord has, we've made some big decisions. So we have, we're going to be putting some of those into action this year. And so for me, just, personally speaking, I just want to trust the Lord, Mm -hmm. um, to, I don't want to say let go and let God, because I don't think that that's necessarily biblical, but to really just cast my cares, my anxiety on him, to trust him, to not hold on to any fear or worry, but to trust that Mm -hmm. again, his plans are good. He's faithful. He is going to make my path straight as I seek him first and foremost, Um, so I wanted to share on a more personal note, two things, one, just to relate with my kids and it goes right alongside with Lauren. Um, I was just thinking of a word and it's present. I really want to work on being present with my kids intentional in the past six years. My oldest is turning six in January. There have been a lot of moments where I felt like I was just surviving. I think having my kids so close in age, I kind of just gave myself the excuse to live like that at times. Um, I was really Mm -hmm. sick during my pregnancies. I was always nursing newborns. I've had more sleepless nights than I can even count. And so, you know, I was left with a little energy at times. And so I think I selfishly just made excuses and maybe even saved any energy I had for myself to do something I wanted to do. Um, 
and to obsess over having a clean house or a to-do list or whatever it might be and to not really focus on the lives that matter the most. These kids are in our house for a short time and these early years especially are so formative. These are the times when they want you to play with them. They want to tell you everything and they're soaking up everything we say and foundations are really being set like really I think no other time in their life. And so I really just want to learn to find the balance um, to say no to the housework when I need to listen, um, to put my phone down when I need to play, and to really just get down on their level and just be, to see the world through their eyes. I want my kids to look back and remember how much mommy loved them, and that really is going to be shown through my actions. And then spiritually speaking, I really just want to grow in my discipline of prayer. Um, I think that Again, just being so busy with four little kids, a lot of times my prayer life looks like a prayer shot up here and here and there throughout the day when I'm driving or whatever it might be. And I really just want to just be diligent about pouring my heart out to the Lord um, to find a time daily to really actually devote to uninterrupted, persistent and powerful prayer. I have so many big decisions that are, again, taking are coming to fruition this year. And so I need to be on my knees and I admire these prayer warriors that we see, these men and women who devote themselves to interceding really on the behalf of others and just pouring out their requests and their hearts to their father just so often. And I want to be that because prayer shows our dependence on the Lord. And it's really an act of humility because we're admitting our need and we're finding our rest in him. I think oftentimes we only find ourselves on our knees when we feel like we need him because something isn't going the way we want it to, when actually we need him every moment of every day. And so we need to be on our knees all the time. And I say this quote um, by John MacArthur. He said, prayer is not an attempt to get God to agree with you or to provide for your selfish desires, but rather it is an affirmation of his sovereignty, righteousness, and majesty, and an exercise to conform your desires and purposes to his will and for his glory. Oh, yes. So as we head into 2019 with you, we encourage you to seek the Lord as you seek to set before you your goals or aspirations for the new year and to take a look at Jonathan Edwards' full list of resolutions in hopes that you would be encouraged and spurred into the holiness as you seek to resolve to grow in him this year and prayerfully consider what the Lord would have you pursue. I think Edwards' first resolution sums it all up. He says, resolve that I will do whatsoever I think to be most to God's glory and my own good, profit and pleasure in the whole of my duration without any consideration of the time, whether now or never, so many myriads of ages hence, resolve to do whatever I think to be my duty and most for the good and advantage of mankind in general. Resolve to do this, whatever difficulties I meet with, how many and how great soever. So thanks so much for listening today. We look forward to continuing on this journey with you as we all seek to redeem mommyhood every day for God's glory through the power of the gospel in 2019.